0: Yeah, The spinal cord will yeah, combine different signals and then transmit to our brain, especially the sensory cortex. You will feel each. Most of the each receptors are GPCR. So we focus on the GPCR, especially the orphan GPCRs expressed in the dorsal ganglion neurons. So these orphan GPCRs may be the candidates that immediately is each. Actually, our work, you know that in the lab, to demonstrate a principle, we have found the molecular mechanism of cholesthetic H, for example. We have this screened antagonist, and uh, we believe that many pharmaceuticals also want to treat this H because it has a big market. So, it can also, so this compound, these companies can also target this H receptor to treat this H and we find the antagonist.
1: Though someone's opinion may contradict yours.
0: Where's my friend Alan? It's all about your perspective. Who are we?
1: And what is the nature of this reality?
0: Five, four, three, two,
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> Ni hao everybody and zhong chui Happy Mid-Autumn Festival. We are in the beautiful Beijing, China. Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakian. We are at the School of Life Sciences here. We are now going to be talking about the sensory GPCR of itch. We have Tian Jun Zhao joining us on the show.
0: Hello. Hi, Hi, Jun. Hi, Alan.
1: Thank you so much for coming on our show. Yeah, really appreciate it. Very excited for this conversation. For those who don't know June's background, he's a graduate researcher in the Li lab at Peking University School of Life Sciences focused on the sensory GPCR of itch. And you can find all of the links in the bio below. June, let's start things off by asking you one of our favorite questions. What are your thoughts on the general direction of our world?
0: Oh, it's an interesting question. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's general. And you know that there are um, more and more technologies For our life, especially, it's convenient for our life. Take example, the yeah, you know that the Alipay you have used it, or the the WeChat Pay. So I think for the future, these advanced technologies will help us to better life in this planet. And um, I think um, actually, I'm afraid um, maybe the AI will replace me. Yeah, for the future, yeah, it's probably, and. um, but I think the mainly difference between the human and the AI is the idea. I think the idea is important. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the AI will replace the smartest people in the world. Because yeah, you know that, as I mentioned, um, it can help us to this repeated works.
1: Yeah, the repetitive tasks. Yeah, yeah. But the creative ones, is much harder for it to- It also
0: prepare. depends on human.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah
0: and um yeah
1: yeah it's totally the general direction of now technology augmenting our lives in so many ways our health our education our day-to-day processes mm-hmm. AI narrow AI doing repetitive tasks way better than humans is very quickly happening but AI doing creative tasks is Slow, slower at yeah. happening right now. And the building general intelligences is also mm-hmm. very difficult. How do you get a computer system to recognize space and time is very hard. Um, and, but who knows in terms of replacement of, of us as humans or at least augmenting us for sure, mm-hmm. replacing us. We've had that conversation many times on our show. It's, a, it's, a, it's for sure a fun one and we'll see exactly what ends up happening with that. Uh, June, let's talk about your your journey. Mm-hmm. So, where were you born? How did you pick up your interest in science growing up?
0: Oh, it's a cool question. Actually, I'm interested in biology. I mean the natural science when I'm old, when I was a child.
1: Where where were we born?
0: Yeah. Where? Yes. Okay. I was born, born in Shandong Province, Dun, uh, yes. East Province of China, and uh, when I was a kid, I'm interested in, for example, why the mosquito will cause us itch. Mm. So you know that is, yeah, it's uh, terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when we live to, yeah, near the water, yeah, it's very terrible. So, how to say? I'm interested in the, this natural science when the child, the I was a child and when I was an um, undergraduate student in, the, uh, in my university, the Northwestern Agricultural Forest University in Xi'an province, the west of China and the, because in our university there is no neuroscience lab, mm, so I searched the literature and I found that um, the most induced induced is very complex.
1: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, TNL we have known that it may be caused by some compounds released from the our such as the immune cells and then trigger the uh, each okay. yeah. And um uh, TNL for me uh, to me and more as more and more research is worse down the deeper you're thinking or the deeper you understanding the more I want to know why. Hmm. So that's why I'm interested in
1: science. Yes, yes. So when you were a little kid, it was as simple as just why is a mosquito bite cause me to itch? Mm-hmm. And then that got you when you were in uh, biotechnology at mm-hmm. uh, the Northwest A&F University. Yeah. you kept going into interest in yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, um, and then you ended up, we'll talk about this move to picking university and doing neuroscience here. Mm-hmm. but. I'm so interested in even the most fundamental aspects of what you were talking about with the mosquito and the itch. What do you know about why we itch from the mosquito bite?
0: Okay, you mean your question is whether or why we want to know the mechanism of itch? Yeah, and why even the mechanism of
1: itch from the mosquito happens. Why do we itch? It's like the immune response. Oh yeah, well, okay. Is, yeah. I see. I yeah, see. Yeah.
0: Actually, the itch includes acute itch and chronic itch. The mosquito-induced itch actually is a acute one, and uh, it means that the itch lasts uh, shorter for six weeks. The chronic itch is last uh, over six weeks, especially on the some systemic disease. Okay, let's back to the acute age. The acute age actually is a protective behavior. It will help us to to expel uh, stimulus such as uh, mosquitoes or some plants, toxic plants. Okay, so it's protective for our uh, survival. Yeah, and uh, as for the mechanism, I think it's very complex. It It includes the immune system, the neuroscience, yeah, the, beh- the behavioral, yeah. Sometimes it seems like when I
1: get a mosquito bite, that if I itch, it lasts longer than if I don't itch. What do you think about that?
0: OK, I, you mean that uh, the scratch, the more scratch, the more itch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More itch equals longer, <laughs> okay. longer mosquito bite.
0: Yeah. I see. Yeah. The detailed mechanism is unknown, mm-hmm. and I think it may be caused by a, a feedback loop. Mm. I mean, the more itch, sorry, the more scratch your skin, the more itch is it happen. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> it's also interesting learning from you that even something as simple as what we experience within a mosquito bite has such a complex, both the, this peripheral skin layer, complex here, plus complex with how it triggers our nervous system and our behavior of doing this process, our immune system, all this type of stuff. It's very complex, even something simple like a mosquito bite.
0: Yeah, I see. actually, as you mentioned, it's a circuit. It's a neural circuit, okay the stimuli will yeah will activate the sensor in our skin, for example a receptor the each especially the each receptor, and the signal will transmit to the spinal cord, yeah the spinal cord will yeah combine different signals and then transmit to our brain, especially the sensory cortex you will feel each and uh, yeah, the upstream is the receptor. I mean the sensors that are stimulated or activated by the external stimuli. And these receptors mainly expressed in our primary sensory neurons. And these sensory neurons is so-called the dorsal root ganglion neurons. Mm. Not only each, the dorsal root ganglion neurons will yeah, I mean will uh, control different somatosensations including age, pain, temperature, even the mechanical sensory. Interesting. Yeah, and this primary sensory neuron will combine these signals, and then transfer the interneurons in the spinal cord, and then to your brain.
1: Wow, okay, one more time, dorsal root Root, ganglia, ganglia, which neurons? Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's located in the basal ganglia? Yeah. Okay, okay. And so this is very more more limbic structure, the m- lower brain structure, not higher cortex structure. Lower, lower brain structure. Yeah. So more older structure. Mm-hmm. The immune this Im- this response. So so both mechanical touch, temperature, uh, pain, pain. Yeah. And, itch somatosensory, the combination of all of those is, oh, sorry. is sorry. in this dorsal root?
0: So, yeah, okay, sorry. So those are the dorsal ganglia, the neurons is heterogeneous, a heterogeneous and the t- prior studies have known that the small diameter neurons will mediate each and the pain. The large diameters will control our, such as the mechanical, mm. mm-hmm. as for the uh, temperature it depends on the expression of different uh, temperature related, uh, such as ion channels. And as I mentioned, th- these small diameter neurons will control nearly all of the noncceptions, including pain, H. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and then how are we
1: learning that the the Dorsal root ganglia. How do we know that that center is responsible for somatosensory? For example. Yeah. How do how do we know that that area is responsible for the somatosensory? Do we do neural mapping, neural imaging of that center when you know when you poke or when you scratch and you see that area have activation?
0: Okay. If I understand correctly, you mean. How do we characterize this sensory neuron? For example, the each neuron mm. indeed mm-hmm. controls each sensation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, there are many yeah technologies can help us do that. For example, the single cell RNA seq. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can pick one single neuron and then sequence yeah, their mm-hmm. mRNA. Will help us to identify which gene is expressed in this neuron, this single neuron. Mm-hmm. If this neuron expressed a well-known h receptor, such as the mosquito h receptor. We have known that mm. this neuron could mediate the mosquito-induced itch. By the way, the mosquito-induced itch is mediated by the histamine released by the mast cell. Mm. I mean, the mosquito, the bite of the mosquito, such as maybe some organic acid, acid, or stimulate our immune cells such as the mast cell and the mast cell then release the histamine and the histamine is a true prolytogen I mean the H-causing compound it will activate its receptor, the histamine receptor especially the H1 receptor and H4 receptor expressed in the small diameter DRG neurons mm-hmm. so yeah, back to this question if we sequenced the gene expressed in the single neuron. And we found that this neuron expressed the histamine H1, is full receptor. So we have reason to believe this neuron could mediate the histamine-induced itch.
1: Yes, okay, it's okay.
0: This single-cell RNA-seq is powerful. And
1: so we're doing um, single-cell RNA sequencing on the basal root ganglia, or on the dorsal root, dorsal root Ga- On the dorsal root ganglia. Mm-hmm. And that gave us the understanding that it expresses specifically for for each.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah. Actually, as I mentioned, it can help. It can tell us whether this neuron could indeed express the each receptor or not. But the direct question is that whether this receptor expressed in this neuron is functional so we need to do some other experiments mm-hmm. to help us to demonstrate or characterize whether this neuron is indeed functional in the, such, for example, the each transmission and to achieve this yeah, as I mentioned we can do many different kinds of experiments one is the calcium imaging mm-hmm. because if the neuron is activated the intracellular calcium will be increased either through the extracellular calcium influx or the release of the calcium from the intracellular part the ER part and I mean the calcium is released from ER to the cytoplasma the intracellular increase of the calcium will activate this neuron you know that the neurotransmitter release is dependent on the calcium increase so the calcium imaging I mean, this experiment will help us to test whether this neuron is indeed functional in this process. For example, I can buy the histamine, I mean, the pure histamine compound, and then treat it as the neurons. Mm-hmm. If this neuron is expressed a functional histamine receptor to mediate each, the application or the administration of histamine will activate this neuron. So this neuron I mean the intracellular calcium will be increased. If we use the one calcium indicator to help us to distinguish whether the intracellular calcium in this neuron is increased Mm -hmm. we can distinguish this.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Intracellular calcium increase. Mm -hmm. Okay means yeah. that it's expressing to it's
0: activity of this neuron okay mm-hmm.
1: okay so that's one in single cell rna sequencing is a, another part of
0: actually it is a two distinguished part two different
1: ways to one
0: the assess. single cell seq, it's demonstrated the expression yes. of the receptor yes, yes. the chaos Im- imaging or the electrophysiology is demonstrated that function of the receptor or this neuron. Okay. Both the expression sure. and the function. Yeah.
1: I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The expression and the function gives you the knowledge that that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about? Let's talk about this um, from the explanation of uh, GPCR, mm-hmm. G protein coupled Cup receptors. receptors. Yeah. Okay. So. Apparently, there's lots of them on the outside of every cell. Mm-hmm. Do we know about how many on the outside of every cell? Lots.
0: Like, mm, you know the numbers of GPCRs in our body?
1: Yeah, on the yeah on. But let's do try every cell. How many? No, GPCR? no, not no. every cell. Not every
0: cell. Not every cell.
1: How, which cells have GPCR and which ones don't? It depends. Okay.
0: As I mentioned, if this receptor could mediate, such as each pen. And these GPCRs may be exclusively expressed in the primary sensory neurons, the DRG, the dorsal root ganglion neurons. Mm -hmm. If this receptor could mediate the immune, this immune reaction, these GPCRs, these receptors may be expressed in the immune cells, such as the mast cell or macrophage. It depends.
1: Okay, but all uh, neurons and glia cells have GPCR receptors. Mm. or a lot do or sorry okay how many of the brain cells have gpcr receptors
0: i think nearly all the neurons nearly all neurons nearly all neurons okay. express gpcr but but not all of the gpcrs
1: okay but okay. yeah yeah not yeah. all In
0: our body mm-hmm. there are nearly 800 gpcrs yes okay, okay. there are some Identified GPCRs, I mean, the function is unknown, and uh, some others are uh, often GPCRs, means their endogenous ligand are unknown, mm-hmm. so called often GPCR. For your question, I think for nearly all of the neurons, the brain neurons, could express several GPCRs, for example, the glutamate receptor, mm. mm-hmm. but not all of the GPCRs. Okay, mm. okay, okay. Okay. And then
1: when we when we look at the the GPCR receptor, this is something that is uh, f- about 40 or 50% of all FDA drugs are targeting mm-hmm. GPCR receptors. So this is yeah. a big field. Yeah. Uh, people care a lot about being able to target uh molecular compounds to GPCR receptors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you know what g p. r. receptors are related to itch? Is that what we were talking about earlier with the the um the dorsal root ganglia that that those cells have g p. c r. receptors for itch
0: hmm okay okay
1: is so th- yeah is that what we were talking about earlier with the d-
0: so your question yes. is how do we characterize a receptor is each receptor yes, okay, as I mentioned firstly. From the expr- in the expression level, it should express if this receptor is H receptor, it should express in the primary sensory neuron, yes. the dorsal root ganglion neuron. After that, we need to demonstrate their function, or its function. Yes. Yeah. In the H pathway.
1: Expression function. Yes. Yeah. And specifically the dorsal root ganglia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, so then you are always targeting dorsal root ganglia, GPCR receptors. Yeah. That's your, okay. 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 Because that's always where itch is. Yeah. Going to be okay. Okay. Cholestatic disease. Okay, cholestasis.
0: Cholestasis.
1: Cholestasis. Obstructing the flow of bile from the liver. Yeah. Okay, so bile from our liver is what... Tells us to itch.
0: Okay, so yeah. yes, okay. Yeah, you know that in the physiological condition, the bile will reach to the intestine from the liver, especially in the duodenum, which is a part of small intestine, and the bile, such as the bile acid, will help us to digest the food. Mm-hmm. But there is a condition or the disease called so-called which mm-hmm. means there is some blockage. So the bile cannot reach to the intestine mm. but accumulate in the liver. Mm. Mm-hmm. And through the systemic circulation, this accumulated bile, for example, the bio acids, the bilirubin, all compounds contained in the bile, will reach to our body tissues through the systemic circulation, such as the serum or skin. And it's a major symptom of oh, the cholestatic patient, is a itch, the severe itch. I mean the chol- chronic itch over six weeks, mm-hmm. and but uh, the mechanism is still unknown. But actually, two thousand years ago, a Greek physician found that, or hypothesized that, maybe some compounds contained in bile caused itch from a from his. Uh, clinical observation. So we hypothesis that maybe some compounds contained in bile it's the uh, itch-causing compound.
1: Okay, and okay. then compounds in bile are itch-causing, okay, and compounds. Then are itch-causing but, uh, compounds, and if the bile builds up in the liver and doesn't, if the flow is obstructed mm-hmm. like in cholestasis, mm-hmm. then the uh, itch, it just goes. Chronic itch happens mm-hmm. with the buildup of bile.
0: Okay. The bile acids, uh, as I mentioned, if we c- accumulate in the liver through the systemic circulation, it will reach to other body tissues, including skin, and uh, we hypothesized that the elevated levels of bile acids may be triggered the itch. But the question is that. What's the receptor that emitted this itch? We don't know. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. okay,
1: okay. Buildup of bile acid in liver causes chronic itch.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: so the f- obstructed flow, so if bile was flowing, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't be itching.
0: Okay, it's an interesting point. As for the, actually there are several therapies for the cholestertic itch. One of them is a resin. It actually is, is an iron resin, so called cholesteromy It's a strong iron resin. I mean, it will absorb the bio acids to form the insoluble complex, then secreted from our body tissue. And the patients after usage of this cholesteramine, this itch, is relief mm-hmm. it's decreased i mean the decreased so we hypothesize that the decreased bio acids caused the decreased each symptom so maybe the bioacids is the itch causing compounds
1: yes okay mm-hmm. okay oof okay so now we also uh, f- figure out that there's a process with the bile acid that then also is, uh, when it induces, the, so the bile acid compound inducing itch, but then we also are trying to figure out how with chronic itch to block the GPCR receptors mm-hmm. so that in the uh, dorsal root ganglia, mm-hmm. so that I don't chronic. Mm-hmm. itch. Yeah. So you want to make a molecular compound to block the GPCR receptor so that I don't itch.
0: Exactly. To achieve this we need to know the exact the receptor that mediates this itch. So our lab are interested in this question and as I mentioned this year's study have known that most of the itch receptors are GPCR so we focus on the GPCR, especially the orphan GPCRs expressed in the dorsal root ganglion neurons. So these orphan GPCRs should be a candidates, maybe the candidates that mediate each. So we analyze the sick data, I mean the sequencing data of the human dorsal root ganglion neuron, and we found several orphan GPCRs that are highly expressed in these DRG neurons, I mean in the human DRG neurons. So these often GPCRs, as I mentioned, should be the candidate that needed is each. So when we found that this we found this, firstly we used the bioextracts, the bioextracts to test whether the bioextracts could activate these often GPCRs if the, this receptor, or w- maybe one or several GPCRs could be activated by the bioextracts, it should be a, each receptor, at least a candidate receptor. And actually we performed this, and we found that the bioextract could specifically activate one of the orphan GPCRs, very likely. And we found that it is MRGPRX4. That are highly expressed in human DRG neurons. So the bioextract is complex. I mean there are many different compounds, including bio acids, bilirubin, and some other compounds. So after that, we want to know the exact compound, I mean the active component contained in the bioextracts that activate this MIGPX4, this receptor. So after the chemical separation and such as the uh, mass spectral, you know that, the mass spectral or NMR, mm. and uh, we identified it is a bioacid, it's the active component to activate this receptor,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and then you have to figure out, out of 2,000 molecular compounds, which one is going to do the blocking of the GPCR receptor? So you have to, you have to run 2,000 of these experiments to see?
0: Actually, when we found that uh, MRGPX4, by combining other experiments, we have demonstrated that this receptor is uh, each receptor that immediately the bio-acids induced cholesterolic H in human. So after that, we want to know. or We hypothesized that if we could find a compound that specifically block this receptor, yes. yeah, it should be a drug candidate for this each symptom. Yes, and actually, we have did this. We screened nearly two, as you mentioned, nearly two thousand compounds, and we have found some candidates. And we think we can find a compound that can act block this receptor but it's not enough you know that mm. if we want to further develop this compound from bench to clinical we need to demonstrate different properties of this compound such as the potency affinity toxicology yeah, yeah. so if we found this compound we need to collaborate with such as chemical groups to perform the chemical modulation of fine tune the structure of this candidate to go to get a, a potent one especially specific the specificity is very important because we, we don't want to get other side effect and we found if we found this uh, potent compound I mean the antagonist of this receptor it should be a best candidate okay for this each
1: okay mm-hmm. so then it could be that the about 200,000 people in the USA per year, and I don't know how many worldwide, probably millions of people in the worldwide mm-hmm. um, that have uh, a disease can then potentially use a pharmacologic, pharmacological um, aid in order to prevent their chronic itch mm-hmm. from happening. Okay, so this is one of the um, health uh, outcomes of your scientific research.
0: Yeah, actually, there are no efficient therapy for this treatment, I mean for this cholesterol itch. The traditional method used cholesterol, as I mentioned, but it will cause severe constipation. Mm-hmm. And because of this taste, the severe taste, the patients found it unpalatable. And um, yeah, so we think if we find a, a drug, especially a drug candidate, should be very efficient for this itch symptom.
1: In addition to uh, treating itch, where else could
0: science like this Mm -hmm. help us? Okay. In addition to itch, there are many different sensory, somatosensations, such as pain, or temperature, or the mechanical. The pain is also a severe one. So if we find um, Pin, I mean, the specific receptors that mediate the pain, we can treat the PIN symptom with a similar strategy.
1: Like when I have a very severe surgery and I have uh, a several weeks of severe pain, mm-hmm. that we could block the GPCR receptor for pain.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The traditional method is such as the morphine, morphine. Yeah. but it has severe side effect yeah. f- such as the addiction. High addiction higher addiction because there are many of morphine receptors expressed in our brain but uh, if, we, if we cannot achieve the specificity it will cause a severe side effect. For our each receptor as I mentioned before It is specifically expressed in the dorsal ganglion neurons. If we find a candidate or antagonist of this receptor, supposedly it will not influence our CNS, the central nervous system, because it can specifically target to this receptor, but not other receptors.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so targeting pain very specifically rather than in the whole numbing of the whole Yeah, okay,
0: okay. It's important.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. And maybe even, yeah, temperature, maybe even the mechanical. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Now, what about um, where do you see your work here at the lab? Where do you see your work going with? you think then do you need a do you need to partner with a a pharmacological institution to help you develop the molecular compound for you to actually be able to go and deliver that to the GPCR receptors to block the itch mm-hmm. for the chronic itch patients
0: exactly actually our work you know that in the lab to demonstrate a principle i mean we have found the molecular mechanism of cholesthetic H, for example. We have this, screened antagonist, and uh, we believe that many f- pharmaceuticals also want to treat this itch because it has a big market. So it can also, so this compound, these companies can also target this H receptor to treat this itch and we find the antagonist.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know what it would look like for A lab that found the molecular mechanism of itch, of a chronic itch, Mm -hmm. to work with a pharmacological company? Like, what do you do? Do you say, here's our research paper, (laughs) will you guys make the molecular compounds and then continue uh, helping us fund this project and we collaborate on it and then we own, we split the IP, the intellectual property? How does it work? If that happens.
0: Actually we can collaborate with some pharmaceuticals. And we can also build up our own pharmaceutical. Yeah. Yeah. To develop the compound yeah. to the clinical trial.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. I'm curious like what the yeah, what the split in ownership is or what the funding is like. Do they help fund the lab if you guys have really good research that they want to use, you know that's an interesting question the relationship between a pharmaceutical company and a lab that's doing yeah research yeah what would be a ideal neuroscience tool for you let's say fifty or a hundred years down the line where we're doing everything that we want to do with the brain what would that tool look like
0: okay Your question is, what is the most efficient tool in neuroscience. Yeah, yeah?
1: and fifty or a hundred years down the line, the even future, for the f- even for the future. Yeah, yeah. What would that look like? What would that tool look like?
0: I think it may be called the optogenetics. Yeah, you know, the channel rhodopsin. Yeah, if we can find, express a channel rhodopsin, actually it actually is one channel in the neuron. We can just use a light to stimulate this neuron to all. Activate or inactivate this neuron's activity. Yeah. So if we want to treat some disease caused by the uh, sensory, I mean the neuroscience system, the nervous system, we can express this uh, optogenetic-related uh, ion channels in the brain and use a light to activate or inactivate the neurons. So I think the optogenetics is very powerful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, agreed. Octogen X mm-hmm. is a massive one. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. How about on a on a global collaboration level, mm-hmm. how can we increase people around the world working together?
0: Oh. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Honesty is important for the collaboration. Yeah. And we need to share our data with each other, but not hiding them. Yeah. Yeah. And besides that, uh, I think uh, the policy is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the government, the policy is important for the uh, collaboration, especially from different countries. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Honest data. Uh, more clear scientific communication and collaboration channels Mm -hmm. and then just the overall I guess governmental but also company-wide collaboration across the world how about as we go into this exponential technology era and the 21st century what is a skill that young people should know so that they can be highly effective in the world
0: okay it's hard to say mm. I think uh, firstly the the tool is important for the uh, uh technology I mean the tool is important for one field to achieve the hard problem or the question so um Maybe the tool development is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, I like that answer. Young people going into the new ages should be focused on tool development. I like that answer. Mm-hmm. Especially because then the tool can then have other people from around the world begin using the tool and then have more creativity, more science, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. What about, you know, we find ourselves being born onto this planet orbiting the star, there's, you know, eight billion of us here, a hundred billion potentially lived and died before us to build the world. What is the purpose of the human experience? What's the meaning of life?
0: Okay you mean the purpose of the human being yeah, okay, it's very interesting uh to survive and um mm, i think uh, uh for the better survival, the better life is important for the human beings, okay yeah.
1: a constant process of bettering the human experience. Yeah. What do you think about consciousness? What is consciousness?
0: Oh, it's very complex. It's very, very complex. I think it depends not only the nervous system, it may be includes different symptoms. The nervous system, immune system, the behavior, and uh, the psychologist. Uh, To my knowledge, I don't think uh, it's a clear study to demonstrate what is the consciousness. Yeah.
1: Do you think we have free will? Sorry? Do you think we have free will?
0: Free will. Oh, Okay. Maybe. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we still don't know the magnet, uh, okay? It's hard to say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The consciousness is very complex.
1: Yeah. Mm. What do you think is the role of love in life? Sorry. What do you think is the role of love in life?
0: Oh. Uh, It can... The Lao will encourage yourself to pursue you, what you want, mm. to pursue your life, okay. and um, for me, as I mentioned, uh, it can help to uh, oh. release, yeah, especially when I was in a, a depressed uh, or uh, upset condition. Love can help us to stand up and move on and move on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Love can give us something every day when we wake up to look forward to achieving every day. Yeah. Yeah. Falling in love with what you do. and, And given that our computational capacity has been increasing so fast, and our ability to make simulations of biological systems Mm -hmm. and all these types of things. Do you feel like our life is a simulation?
0: Yeah, I think it is a simulation. Mm. So complex. Okay. Uh, It depends on the uh, correlation. I mean, it depends on the correlation between different systems. Yeah. Hmm. What do you the most thing
1: in the world? <laughs> yeah, I think Lam is the most beautiful thing in the world?
0: Lao. Yeah, I think Lao is the most beautiful thing in the world.
1: They can why, achieve why?
0: everything. Why, yeah, why? why is because it as there? I mentioned, uh. It's the source of power. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. I mean, this has been such a fun conversation. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay. On the show. Thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure learning about the sensory GPCR of itch. We would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below, everyone. Let us know what you're thinking. And have more conversations with your friends, families, coworkers, people online about sensory GPCR, about itch, about fixing chronic itch, about the development of the newest sort of molecular compounds that can help solve some of these ma- major diseases or issues with our bodies. More conversations about neuroscience. Also support the yulonglilab.org, the links in the bio below. Support the artists the entrepreneurs the leaders the organizations around the world that you believe in support us simulation You can find our links below and support us there and Also go and build the future everyone manifest your dreams in the world John check la happy mid-autumn festival and Also go and build the future manifest your dreams into the world. Thank you very much everyone for tuning in and we will see you soon peace